Everybody, welcome to the Improv Network podcast. This is a series of conversations aimed at building stronger connections throughout the improv community. I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And we are your education team for the Improv Network. And first of all, <laughs> I don't know why this is throwing me off so much, but I feel like we're on opposite sides uh, from usual. Yeah, break. you know what? That does bother me as well. I'm glad you said something. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a wonkiest uh, episode mm-hmm. if we didn't fix Can't that right off. up top. Let's um, off on the wrong foot. But uh, if you want to get off on the right foot, uh, we encourage you to go to the improvnetwork.org every day to start your day on the right foot. Every day. Check Wake out up, the- brush your teeth, <laughs> go on to the improvnetwork.org and live your life right. That's why I make say. it part of your routine. Um, check out all the resources yeah. there. There is blogs and interviews. There is a dedicated improv FAQ page, which is a catalog catalog of these episodes, longer conversations about improv topics, as well as shorter mini lectures also on improv topics uh, for you to peruse through. And of course, you can make yourself a profile, your team a profile, your theater, your festival. Uh, it's all there. Go check it out. Whatever you want to profile. Put it on there. <laughs> your, your I don't think that's their, that, that's their thing. I don't. <laughs> no one's uh, going to stop you. I, I can uh, guarantee you. Also, friendly reminder that uh, you are either, if you're watching this, first of all, this is a pre-recorded episode and, uh, that we're screening in our usual live stream spot on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. And you're if you're watching that, you're either watching it on the Improv FAQ YouTube channel, the Improv Network main Facebook page, or the Improv Network group page. And you can also find us as a podcast. So if you happen to catch this on a Sunday when you're not usually available, but you really want to catch the rest of the episodes, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and uh, catch them at your leisure. Right. Uh, okay, with all that said, in this pre-recorded episode, uh, airing on Halloween, happy Halloween, yeah. we are very excited to have a guest that we've been wanting to have for uh, quite a while. Um, he is the co-founder of the Improv Network, longtime teacher and performer at the Torch Theater in Phoenix, and a beloved improviser all across the country, and dare I say, the world? Please welcome the Bill world. Binder. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Good. Hey, man, how are you? Good to see Great. you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for l- letting me do a goofy schedule with y'all. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited we well, uh, could, could have you on. Yeah, me and me and James are going to be uh, candy drunk this morning. <laughs> show this. So, we decided pre recording is the way to go. So, we oh, thank man. you for, for <laughs> indulging us. I, I, I gorged myself on so much candy, trick or treating. Oh. What's what's your uh, what's your uh, what's your choice? What's your pick? What's your uh, go to? Oh, uh, very polarizing. Uh, I actually um, am in the minority of people who actually will will grab a big handful of candy corn. I like that. Off. 
And, me uh, too, Bill. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll eat, I'll eat yeah. my some circus, circus peanuts. I'll take the all, oh, all the no, the refuse. No. Yeah, right. I know. No, unpopular. Unpopular. Oh, wait, man, you're, you were speaking my language, honestly, and I, I've, I've gotten crap for that a lot, both of those, because, you know. Circus I, peanut is not a candy. It's it's uh, packaging. It's Our local it's, NPR had, like, a poll of, like, circus peanuts, great or terrible, and it was, like, uh, one respondent, and the, the <laughs> reporter was like, it was you. You were the one person <laughs> in our poll. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah, well, uh, uh, candy candy favorites uh, aside, we're very excited to to talk to you about um, another topical point of interest, which is virtual improv. Yeah. Um, it's obviously something that's been on a lot of people's mind for the duration of the pandemic, and but for some people uh, beforehand, um, and uh, a lot of people are thinking about, you know, as theaters reopen and whatnot, uh, how how it's going to continue and and what the potential is for it, and. Um, so there's a whole slew of things that we're eager to talk to you about, um, but uh, this is a topic that you've been very passionate about recently, and I'm wondering if you could just uh, kind of um, set us up with your thoughts on um, what you had in mind with this topic. Yeah, sure. I, I think that this last year, for all its challenges, uh, has given us a lot of great things, too. Uh, we've gotten to play with people we didn't know how to play and take classes and and all that. And we were admittedly, that was a change that was forced on us and we had to make the best of it. But I think it's so strange because so many improvisers have always embraced changes in the form and changes in the art. And admittedly, because this was forced, there was almost immediately a but I can't wait to stop doing this. I can't wait to do the other thing. And I, if you want to get back on stage, that's fantastic uh, when it's safe, uh, if it's safe in your community. But this new thing has been created. And I've talked to so many people who have felt better and safer performing this way than they ever did on stage. And this is a chance for them, if it's because of transportation or because of uh, like personal limitations that that they're able to, and it's just been kind of othering for those people. I think uh, to say like your version of the improv is garbage, <laughs> and the real improv is on stage. And it's like this kind of improv has been around for a few months. It's growing, and if we give up on it, it's only going to be what it is now. You know. But already I'm seeing shows that are um, miles beyond where they were a year ago at this time, you know? Yeah, it's definitely something that that is is uh, just wild to look back at, like the rolling expectation that we're going to get back to normal sometime soon. Like mm -hmm. <clears throat> going from like like in March, it being like a month and then, yeah, just being like, ah, I, I get, you know, everybody's like, like, I don't want to be home sheltering, you know, in the first place. And then like doing some of the, whether it's work or socializing online mm -hmm. and, or doing shows, it's like, ah, I can't wait until April. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. At first, I, I, but like it's here now. If, yeah. if, if, if COVID goes away tomorrow, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't mean right. that we have to stop this. We've created something at this point. And this is a very strange comparison. But, like, remember when the Star Wars Special Editions came out, like, 20 years ago? And people were like, yeah, we want the original Star Wars trilogy. I'm like, sure. 
that was 20 some years ago. There's people who grew up knowing the special edition. Yeah. That's their Star Wars, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, that's um, a fair point, yeah. It's like, yeah. for we've had people, our level six graduating class coming up went through the whole program online, you know? Wow. And that's fascinating. And that's we've had, what I was thinking about them. Yeah. Right? And, and they're doing amazing shows because that's, uh, uh, many of them had performed before, not all of them, but that was that was how they learned improv. And we've had classes where no one in the class was from Phoenix. You know, so see that's incredible. Yeah. I, I, those yeah. are the, the yeah. like um, I think the universally agreed upon benefits of, of virtual is that like the mm -hmm. the networking and the connection, the resource, the availability to people to get exposure to really amazing teachers and communities and um yeah think think uh, a broader reach um has been amazing and, and and it's so cool that uh theaters are finding a different viability for their classes and being able to um share the identity of their community um at that kind of broader scope that's so cool that you had a full class of nobody from phoenix <laughs> yeah and we didn't advertise <laughs> that way that's just how that one worked out you know yeah um, I, so I do. One of the things I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, as we're just starting to talk about this, is like I, I, I wonder if people knew at the outset that, like, okay, we're going to do a good uh, year, year or more of this, um, uh, as like pretty much the only option um, before we get back to any any sort of like uh, returning option of the live stage. Um, I wonder how people would think about it and treat it differently. Uh, because I think I think it's such a good valid point that like well improvisers are all about adapting and about change and about mm -hmm. uh, embracing new ideas um, and so it it the the that split response of some people warming up and getting excited about it real fast and other people being like wow <laughs> this is awful wow. uh, is is and so it isn't a choice right now right so I get that it's like we have to yeah. uh, it wasn't a year ago. But yeah, would it have been different? I, I, I don't, I think it would have been. And uh, I was just talking to my brother uh, a couple weeks ago. And he's just like, he said, you know, when this whole thing started, you were like, yeah, we got to switch online. And he's thinking, why, why did you do all that effort to do something for a month? And he goes like, but you were, nope, I was wrong. <laughs> I think <laughs> I saw a big shift almost immediately because i think that first yeah. maybe two months everybody's like ah <laughs> like how do we we're figuring this out um we got to do something in the meantime right but we're not yeah. it is absolutely the best we can do in the immediate right but then i started seeing shows where like hey well you know what four months from now we have a show Maybe things will be different, but let's plan. How can we make this an online show and make it the best online show it can be? And just instead of waiting till the last second and then shifting again. Yeah. You right. know? Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the issues when it first started, uh, putting on a show was so hard because the technology wasn't there or mm -hmm. wasn't, wasn't as easy it is or tangible as, as it is right now. Uh, mm -hmm. No one had their ring lights yet. No one had their microphones. <laughs> but uh, to put on a show and have multiple people on, you had to 
piggyback one program onto another. I remember the the first episode we did. Uh, I can't remember. God, it must have been episode two when we did uh, virtual improv. Uh, the show they were describing like we needed like ten techs just to get the thing running. Now mm-hmm. you know you give. Uh, it was streamyard 50 bucks a month and or month a year and i don't know it's a good (laughs) program james (laughs) this show is expensive to put on (laughs) but yeah you're you're right bob yeah it's it's a there's a lot more uh tools that people have discovered some of which have been around for a while for like conferencing and stuff that and, and and repurpose but like um yeah, it's a little bit more. Um, we've grown into the what's at our disposal a little bit better, right? And I think there were two challenges. If if I can hop in on that mm-hmm. right at the beginning, yeah. one was that it was the conversation in improv the last few years has already been like let's lower the barrier of entry, right? That there had been a divide in who can take improv and who can't. How do we reach out and make that different? And suddenly it's like, now you need all these extra things. And we're like, that's not what we want at all. Uh, so it is great that it, it has become easier, you know, that there have been more programs to make internet and computers available to people. But also I think a lot about, not that I was there, like reading about like Viola and all them back in the 50s, how they were encroaching on play audiences and play stages and they kind of needed to understand the culture that the audiences were expecting and now we're stepping into realistically uh the video game world because mm-hmm. twitch and all those things have been dominated by that for so long we don't know that language we don't know that culture we don't know i didn't know what gems were or cheers were or hosting was or anything like that so we can just hop, I, I can figure out the tech and, you know, but if we, why not reach out to that audience if they're already there instead of trying to separate ourselves from them and go, we're not playing Among Us, but we thank you for letting us share this platform with you and right. we'll do our best respect, just like you would any other digital or real culture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a great comparison, I think, of, um, well, and, and, and also, honestly, uh, I know, I know me, uh, just speaking personally, that was something that I was worried about <clears throat> less so than, than like, uh, you know, is, is virtual improv up to snuff. I was like, are, are we kind of like bombarding people? Like, I, I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on that bill? Like, like, uh, um, th- how do, how to how to introduce improv into those mediums that have been for video game streaming or, or onto social media where it's like, you know, people are like, are, I, I just did the anxiety that people might be like, Oh, another improv feed. Oh yeah. It, <laughs> well, for our audiences, yes. And we have to be aware of it. Like, Hey, our existing audiences, we love you. Things are different. We're going to do our best to be right. For you. But um, for new audiences, approach them on their terms. Right. First of all, they're used to seeing things on a screen that use television language, not stage language. So let's learn television. I mean, like visual language, right? Like we started learning, like make, you know, trying to, you know, make eye lines. use, you know, speaker view when it makes sense, because that's what people see on TV. Zoom is what they see at work, right? Make this mm-hmm. look like TV. And, mm-hmm. and with the, like the Twitch culture, 
I remember in Phoenix when we started like our festival 20 years ago, we went to every art gallery. I mean, partially because we wanted to, and it's awesome, but to just to like go to every museum, go to every music exhibit, go to every jazz show and promote them and learn from them and learn like what is art in Phoenix here instead of telling you move. This is what like what improv in Phoenix is. It's like, you already have a culture here. We'd like to join it when you're ready for us, you know, and what you've already created and hopefully be a voice in that. Cause we have all people in our city that like, yeah, this, we've done our 11th festival. And then somebody you've never heard of is like, finally improv in your town. And like, it's been here, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, totally. We're yeah, on the yeah. other side of that, you know, like, like if we're going into Twitch or zoom or anything, like for people there, we want, we want to, we want to play by your rules, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I'm curious also about your thoughts on just, uh, you mentioned like adapting the language of visual a little bit better. And um, I think that in terms of, uh, I guess it's not, it's not so, so much like, uh, well, it was certainly a point of criticism for a, a while, but also a point of encouragement, uh, I would say, is that like, um, there's been encouragement for people to um, not just try to do what we do on stage, uh, on online but but find different mediums and uh again just speaking for personal experience like i didn't i i couldn't really find myself connecting and in, in doing like a montage or trying to do long form honestly i've seen it done done well in a way that made sense i just feel like weird uh adapting that but i found short form really um to be i don't know e easier to, to adapt and easier to come up with ideas of how to use the medium a little bit better what have you seen or like what are your thoughts on on like um how to how to make the most of the medium in its own right well i'll go for hyper specific first is that is weird uh zoom and meet both have that like it's called like immersive view now where okay. it's like it puts everybody in a bunch of picture frames and i was like oh man finally everybody's in the same order so we can do circle games <laughs> we can do big booty oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like yeah, like yay um I think I've seen both adapt well to it. Short form is great because like you say, you can, there's all sorts of games and also there's an audience participation that you can adapt very easily to it. You know, um, I have yet to see somebody just bring an audience member into the zoom and do day in life, but I don't know why you couldn't. That right. sounds amazing. Absolutely. But for long form, I think it's been utterly fantastic for us as a gift in that, you can have two people on the screen. You're not seeing the sidelines. Um, and we're seeing our faces. So we can really react and see the facial expressions. And the, and I think when long form leans into like being about the relationship and being affected by each other, you can be affected over Zoom really, really great ways. And that's the best long form I've seen is the stuff where it's just a long scene with two people and not dry or boring necessarily it can be silly, but when one person says something, the other person's just like, and you can like feel like the audience, or the air come out of the room, you know, even yeah. if there's no like laugh track. You use the intimacy of it or the, the, the detail of expression. <clears throat> I was taking yeah. a, um, 
Oh man, I'm gonna mess up his last name. Help me out here, Bob. Uh, uh, Dan. Uh, I took a clown class with um, uh, Chad. Chad, not Dan, but uh, Chad. Oh, oh Chad. Uh, oh, D, Chad. Uh, yeah. His last name I'm is a D, right? I, I'm so scared of this. Damian check or something. Oh man, yeah. I'm yeah. blown. He's it. fantastic, though. We had we had um, him on the show. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Chad's no, great. He's yeah. one of my favorite people. I I get so nervous <laughs> trying to say. Oh. I ruined it for everybody. I, I, I cursed the moment uh, by saying I was having a hard time coming up with it. But but Chad yeah. um, taught a clown class and I a, a virtual one and I and I took it. Oh, and one of the things that I loved the most that he offered up was uh, just having um, being be, being ready or, or sort of conditioning yourself to to have reactions mm -hmm. where you kind of like lean into <laughs> to the, mm -hmm. to the screen. I just think that's like such a fun, simple way to, to like. Um, uh, emphasize, yeah, the drama of it uh, by using this little window here. Yes. Like, I teach, I, I've taught a math of improv class forever and I love it. And par and one part of it is like, just distance and volume and speed are all these things that affect it and you can so play with that. And you also have that I can turn my camera off and then when I turn it back on, I'm here and that is a, yeah. a even stronger you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. connection. Um, and I've seen, like, we're so used to sitting down, but so many shows, people are standing up using the space. It's fun. And it's safer for a lot of people because this, like, I feel safe in on stage if you're that close to my face, but not everyone does. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and yeah. I value that they don't, right? <laughs> no matter how much they trust you as a performer, you can absolutely hurt people and harass people on, on Zoom. Yeah. But there is a safety there that isn't there for some people on stage. Right. right? Uh, and they can always, um, they can always be like, alt V, <laughs> you know, I'm stepping out of this. Right. Yeah. Um, so I know that that's appealing to a lot of people. And I think that that's another great thing that we should like, if that's where you feel safest, let's not poop on it. You know, pardon my language. Slow your roll. I really have to put that in. The, the Expressive language warning on this yeah, one. Um, cool. Uh, <laughs> quick question. So let's talk backgrounds. Is there, uh, as you can see, like the three of us have three different backgrounds. If we were trying mm -hmm. to do two characters in the same, you know, space, is, is it just the culture now? Like we, we're, we're going to forgive all this or is it green screen or are people... I, I personally have a different view on props. <laughs> yeah, I have a different view on classes than shows. Okay. Um, and I think it's from I took a I took a class at the nursery, and some students like it's amazing that we're meeting each other for the first time, but also seeing each other's homes, right? And I think whenever I teach a class, I try to do it where you can see behind me that like I'm in a place, I'm vulnerable. This is real. And in sh I think in a show that can sometimes be distracting. So let's go for the yeah. solid. I think I think it varies from show to show on what you want the presentation to be. I think if you want it to, I think you want it to be matched as much as possible. If everyone is solid, everything like that, when possible, we try to show where everybody took a picture um, behind their monitor and then sent it to everyone else in the ensemble. So if I'm in a show with you. I throw up the virtual background so it looks like I'm in your room. Oh, that's pretty cool. Wow. That's yeah, it was really a fun cool. idea. 
and uh, some people just like at, we should revisit it because at the time not everybody had processors capable of doing that so it, we had a lot of the like blurry face um, but I think I think just don't be distracting I think it's like every teacher says don't wear a distracting t-shirt during a show I'm like just don't have a distracting background but I do think yeah that the, the suspension of disbelief is different it does you know just like I said with the TV thing is that yeah, I think if I can make it real looking great, and if I can't, make it as neutral as possible, you know? Yeah, that, that's probably, honestly, the the best um, uh, summation of it, Bill, especially between what's okay for class and what's okay for um, a show. I, for myself, if I'm watching, <laughs> I will ignore everything in the background. and Unless right. somebody has, like, People moving and talking in the background. Oh, yeah, I yeah. have never found it distracting, well, and, and and I think that that's a, even, a big even benefit. The occasional cat, even the occasional yeah, cat. I'll ignore, yeah, I'll Cats. Yeah, yeah, you can't help a cat. But I mean, we're trained as improvisers to watch two people on stage mm -hmm. dressed as all three of us are, and the one of them will say, "Well, we're doctors now." I'm like, "Yes, this is how a doctor dresses in t-shirts and and jeans and." <laughs> you know, flannel, uh, whatever. Uh, it's, I, I, I use the same muscle, I guess. When I'm, watching. Oh, I'm getting a weird noise on a computer. Just a second. Chad Damiani, by the way, is, uh, it's the name of our good friend, uh, Damiani. <laughs> you know, he's taught me how to say his last name like four times. I should just spend a day just learning that. Cause I, <laughs> I'm a huge fan and that's really crappy of me. <laughs> yes. so I, got, I got distracted for a second but bob i i agree but also i i want to know what my audience's expectations because we have new audiences and i'm sure. trying to always say like what's their expectation right because it'll be different and like this i just bought a piece of cardboard and put a piece of cloth over it and and it folds yeah. up like an accordion so i can use my house afterwards but um <laughs> I do find if three people are in, I find a wall less distracting than like, I'm on a space station and you're in your kitchen. I was like, come on, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm in front of a giant pizza. Like, okay, that's, that's a little distracting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isaac but, Kessler comes to mind for that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, oh, but if he everyone's got a giant, giant pizza, pizza. <laughs> okay, I can accept that. Right. Totally, yeah. All right. Everyone's got a giant pizza behind him. Well, I've seen I've seen him do do uh, I, our friend Isaac has done um, a lot of really fun stuff with um, mm -hmm. uh, filters and 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 whatnot. And yeah. uh, we've had him we had him on a couple times when I, when I was doing a uh, sh that short form show um, mm -hmm. and experimented with that. And it really made I I, uh, I just got super busy and had to hang up that that show yeah. uh, after a while. But I really we were like talking about doing something where like everybody's doing that. And I think it, that would be the most appealing thing to me. I, I think, yeah. um, and again, there, there's, I think um, it's different for different people. Like what you adapt to well about virtual improv um, mm -hmm. or how much uh, I'm a very physical person. So I do have, I, I find it challenging to like be mm -hmm. um, in, in the, the video frame, but the filters and stuff make it so much more like imaginative and like cartoony and it completely reopens up that, that uh, physical uh, imagination realm for me again. Yes. Uh, and I think it's just like anything else. I, um, I love 
Um, I'm going to plug our class. Um, the level of, um, um, you're a guest. You can you can do what you, you got a license. You got a license <laughs> to show all day. <laughs> our, um, Every new topic, plug something. Challenge. Uh, Rockstar. No, it's like, um, <laughs> the our, our level four class. One thing I love about it is it's like okay, you've been doing this for a while. You're level four. That's when you start and get the idea of like let's do either like improvised Golden Girls or an improvised like musical or an improvised this or an improvised that or blah blah blah. And it's like cool. If you do that, respect the word that comes after improvised as much as you respect the improv, right? If you're going to do an improvised Western, you better not come up with a cowboy hat and say yeehaw and say we didn't improvise Western. It's just, you know, what kind of Western is this? A 30s Western? Is this a 60s Western? Why are you doing it? You're contributing to the genre of Westerns. You're not making fun of Westerns, right? Hmm. If you're using Skype, because that's what it was in the day, like, like, hey, we're going to Skype. How's that going to work? Well, they'll put a laptop in the, the tech booth. So the person in the tech booth will see the back of the tech booth. Oh, right. It's like, <laughs> so I think use all these tools, use OBS. If you, you know, if, if you're comfortable with it, use Streamlabs, use these things uh, and practice them and get good at them. Uh, we did a clutch cargo show uh, a few weeks ago where we had like just old 1950s cartoon characters, except the lips. And then we did the lip talking and it was super <laughs> fun. Because we practiced it a few times, you know. Wait, 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 so, wait, 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 wait! Describe this to me again. Uh, Clutch Cargo. It was an old '50s yeah, yeah, show, but, and they didn't have um, yeah. the budget for. So they just had like just one picture of the character, and then the face. They'd superimpose human lips over the cart. So it's like okay. I am talking now. Yeah, yeah, I can picture <laughs> it. But that's so, so yeah, funny. We did a, yeah, yeah. We did a we did a yeah, Laurent like that way. A bit with that. Conan did yeah, yeah a very similar bit. So we did a little wrong that way, and it was a lot of fun, and it gave a lot of freedom to like, to, again, that suspension of disbelief. As terrible as just these crude drawings are, it's like, sure, we're in a rocket ship now because people are used to seeing cartoon rockets and going, okay, it's a rocket. I'm cool. Yeah, so. that, that's a great um, that's a great format example. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But one. Uh, Two though, <laughs> Clutch Cargo. I, I didn't know there was a show. The, I, the only thing I know that as there, I think there's like a, a club in Pontiac in Michigan club. called. There was, uh, yeah. Uh, I used to live like ten miles from Clutch Cargo in, in, in Pontiac. I was in Auburn Hills, so I saw Veruca Salt there. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Going oh. back. Okay, well, I don't want to uh, make make a trivial uh, tangent out of it, but like, is that yeah. where Clutch Cargo, I imagine, got the name from? Is the, is the TV show? I'm or? guessing. I don't know for sure, but I assume that yeah. that's okay. where they got their name from. Yeah, there wasn't anything in Clutch Cargo that was I saw. I saw a, a band named after a Willy Wonka character in a club named after a 1950s cartoon character. So <laughs> perfect. Yeah, yeah, a great combo. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Are there other I just I, like naming examples of, of this kind of uh, innovation in the virtual platform um, is really exciting to me. Like, uh, I love that clutch cargo example. Are there other ones that, that you ha have had the most fun with doing, watching, teaching, experimenting with? Um, uh, experimenting with, yes. I, I've got a group of people who were always tried stuff and not everything goes up. Um, we're and watching it's so it's a very simple format uh, i don't want to spoilers alert i guess uh bnb &B out of portland um they live together uh so even during the 
quarantiniest times of quarantine they were together but they would do a show um traditional zoom style as if they weren't but they were able to then affect each other or visit each other and be on screen at the same time which was nice to see you know just because it was a little bit different um i like people who like i said play with the space or use streamlabs uh, I, I streamlabs is or obs they're kind of interchangeable um to make sh like more variety show styles where they have the transitions and they have things like that our show has b-roll between scenes because why not you know tv has b-roll to show the outside of a building between two scenes and people are like oh it's another scene now because i saw the outside of a building i know that visual cue yeah and for people who don't know um uh, i talked about it a little bit with marcus because he was going over some of his virtual setup but um mm -hmm. obs and uh stream labs are are both um uh, programs that will uh, control different hardware in a recording setup right so so you can get different camera angles and um mini production studio yeah 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 great this is um, not fifty dollars a month <laughs> well, Streamlab might that's be honest. way too much. Streamyard is not. If you're paying fifty dollars a month for Streamyard, don't. Um, yeah. Uh, so, well, okay. Yeah, that, that's that's uh, that's awesome. Um, and then yeah. speaking of, so you you were like directing them uh, from afar, or you were just working with them, workshopping that uh, show, or oh. Uh, I was, I was in South Africa when COVID broke for the Cape Town Improv Festival. Wow. So I was like, I have to go home right now because they shut down everything. And I'm like, what are we going to do? And I remember when I got reception again at my layover, I just messaged like a local, local improv Facebook group. I'm like, let's try stuff. Let's figure stuff out. Who's in? We'll set up some Zoom meetings, mostly Phoenix folks. But if you're not from Phoenix and you're in this Facebook group, that's fine. And... Uh, I said, let's start with Neutrino. That's the closest thing we have as a frame of reference and go from there. Um, right. And got some people who are just interested in, interested in pushing the tech and other people who just like, I want, I, I don't want I'm like to figure out the tech. I'm not a tech person. I will be here. And like, great. Uh, we got musicians who are like, hey, I can participate in the show now. I'm like, we'll figure out how to make that happen. You know? Uh, so it's great to have people who, or like, I'd love to do this, but I don't know how. And other people who are like, I will figure that out. Yeah. Like any theater at any time. Yeah, that's I, I totally forgot that that was uh, your circumstance uh, at the start of the pandemic. Because I, I and, and there were a lot of people that we know that were uh, in that same situation. Mm -hmm. I think maybe Ken Hall and Katie Shute were there, too. Or uh, yeah. I wrong about that? Something yeah. similar. Um, yeah, man, what a wild <laughs> situation. Oh, yeah to enter the pandemic in is being uh, in Cape Town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, but also again, just a, just a great Testament of the uh, improv community to come together like that. And all those, those ways that you're saying. Right, and I yeah. think, that, again, that's, that's an aspect of it too, um, is the community building and um, strengthening um, mm -hmm. that, that virtual has to offer. Um, uh, have you, have you, had a lot of experience doing jams i know you've been teaching too but uh what about what about jams have you done a lot of that yeah um and i there are people who do far more elaborate jams than we do 
Uh, I like there are some great ones around the country um, that they do it regularly and they're very inclusive and they're very safe. Uh, but we have a humble little jam once a month um, and we've just, you know, let people know where it is ahead of time. Tell them to be in early so we can tell them to breakout rooms to be like little mini green rooms to kind of do some warm ups and just remind each other to be respectful and all that because it's not always people you've played for before. But I think jams work pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. What, what uh, I don't know, like, um, I guess I'm wondering how to like, if there's tips you have or just thoughts on now that we've talked about how to make the most of the medium for shows or performance, like mm -hmm. make the most of it for engagement and um, coaching and, and, and teaching and actually like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know any, any what, what comes to mind for just those kinds of tools. I actually think there's a challenge there. And I think the same is true of teaching too, in that even though you suddenly have a much larger audience for coaching and teaching and things like that, you don't have mechanisms to reach those audience, or maybe there are, but I haven't found them yet. Uh, that like, yeah, like I said, we had a class where no one from Phoenix was in there through the grace of God and glad they found us, but I don't know how to reach an improviser in Baltimore to say, come take our class. Um, people, when we did the Phoenix Improv Festival this, this year, we're like, we know what improv is, but what's a festival mean online? And what does Phoenix mean online? Mm -hmm. If just because, just because OBS is on a computer in Phoenix, beyond that, how is this Phoenix, right? What does that mean yeah. now? So I think coaching, and maybe you weren't asking that. Um, no, but I, I think that's I, definitely one part of it. That's in a couple of things. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Part of it is like is is finding people, but I think making it as safe an environment as possible for people who are uncomfortable with Zoom to not put them on the spot, just like you would, you know, recognize people's challenges in any teaching environment. Um, yeah, I've had people who want to keep the camera off. I'm like, cool, you're here. Keep your camera off. Do what you got to do. Um, I think breaks are important because you get fatigued sitting here sometimes. And mm -hmm. some people more than others because I'm a computer person. So I can sit. I'm like, I can sit in front of a computer for seven hours. Why can't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> And this is a seven-hour jam, by the way. So well, yeah. <laughs> well I mean, yeah. you got to consider like some of these people have been sitting in the chair all day because of their work. So when they get yeah, exactly. out of work. There's a lot about improv online that feels like work, mm -hmm. so separate that. But I think making it in smaller mm -hmm. chunks with jams is, like I said, instead of a free-for-all jam, just be like, hey, the four of you, you're a team. Go bond. You're, gonna do, you're, gonna, you're not going to do a, a whole jam by yourself. You're going to do 15 minutes with each other, and it'll be fun. That's your ensemble, and then another ensemble will play for 10, 15 minutes. Uh, with their little mini jam and stuff like that. And I think that makes it a little bit more intimate, a little bit more focused than just an absolute free-for-all with 50 people in a in a meeting, you know? Yeah. And then, so what about for, for teaching? Um, I, I tried teaching a couple times uh, in the spring, summer. Um, and uh, I guess, I guess really what, what happened for me is that, is that once I, once I, I, Pete Jacobs and I back in uh, Detroit 
uh, started doing the, the short form show. And for me, that was like kind of everything I, I, I wanted or needed to stay in touch with people and get some uh, fun ideas out and whatnot. But um, uh, I love to teach um, and I just didn't end up doing uh, hardly any of it in virtual. Um, but I, I wonder, I love being in, in a room with people for teaching just as much as I do for live shows. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I'm wondering how to like, how have you found the process of adapting, like connecting with people in a classroom and giving notes and stuff? I, I really just love to answer. First of all, people get chattier sometimes I found than they are because really? there is a respect in a space that in a zoom meeting and it's not work. You have to keep the, just, it's easy to get off in a, tangent and oh can i share this youtube video and stuff like that so you got to keep that to a minimum but i think as often even more than when you're doing it in a live environment after every scene just really take stock of like how did that feel what affected you and and make sure that everyone has a voice because it's as easy as it is to blend into the wall in a right in a, in a in-person class it's easier and so make sure that everyone has a voice and not to call them out like what did you think about that scene you know jerry uh, turn your camera but, on oh, yeah <laughs> but i think i think when i started and i think when a lot of us started teaching that specific kind of empathy we had trouble figuring out how to adapt it uh sorry students uh from april of 2020 but to just <laughs> see those reactions and watch the way they're doing it and watch who's not participating as much, uh, who might be feeling, uh, especially sometimes people have a little technical problem and they think they've ruined the show. It's like, no, you're doing great. Um, check in on their boundaries, just like you would at any other time. Cause we're like, Oh, there's no boundaries. Like, yeah, there's still absolutely boundaries, you know, right. and mm -hmm. uh, give everyone a chance to, to speak their piece. And I think then they have more of a sense of an, ownership even though one person's running the class one person's leading the exercises that that they have an ownership in that process yeah um, and can feel safe doing it are there things that you have over the course of time started saying or doing um at the top of a class uh whether it's at the top of like a term or um you know each class to just kind of like uh i don't know set the tone or or get people in the right mode to Get their focus for online stuff you mean versus yeah, yeah, yeah. always yeah. I, I i don't think it's changed that much i think when we um uh it's been great because our level ones used to be the first day was just uh figure like having people become comfortable with zoom and now we're like oh they are for the most part um but i I don't think I have. I'm sorry to be like I don't have that much. Difference. Well, I just I just curious yeah, again because yeah, I, no, I, I, I find myself no. thinking like you can like, say like, no, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> I generally with any class, I'm like, and this is my general general go to top of class is especially for an ongoing classes like, you know, checking everybody's feeling, check in um, on hey anybody see any shows last week that resonated with the stuff we've been talking about in class. Do you want to share, not just like that I, sometimes people are like, I saw the show, it was cool, great. 
But like, why was it cool? Did it relate to what we were talking? No, did you notice the things? Did it not? Did it was it great? But did the opposite of what we talked about in class? Let's talk about it. Uh, and that keeps people, I think, engaged. Um, and then checking in on like, you feeling safe? You know, checking on their boundaries. Reviewing last week, talking how we're going to scaffold on it this week, and at the end of class, just like, give everyone a chance to have their own uninterrupted reflections on their takeaways from class that day, which is different than I think that like everybody say something great. I'm like, no, everybody say whatever. And it usually is like, this class was fun pass. But if people like, I was really uncomfortable with this, know that they have the space to do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just based on this, I'm guessing that, that the thing that I would have uh, that would be like, the surprising challenge for me is just getting used to the fact that it's not really that different from, from yeah, a normal yeah. class. Because in my mind, I'm like, I'm like, man, I feel like, you know, to give a spiel that includes something like, like, hey, you know, you're surrounded by like distractions, but try, you know, like it's different. Um, or, mm -hmm. or to go the other way and be like, like, look, you're an adult, you got to go to the bathroom, go. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. stop you. I'm not in your home. Um, but like, I, I, I don't know, just like <laughs> assuming that people know what they're getting into uh, uh, and and treating it for all intents and purposes as if we are in the same room, because we are in the mm -hmm. same virtual space. Um, and, so to speak. and the opposite's true too, that like we have to tailor, I have to tailor my upper level classes to, you know, improv, here's how improv works online. But for our level one students, they that's, this is, like I said, it's like, you know, online, this is improv online. Right. Yeah. So it's less a transition to online than it is just any other intro class. Uh, just accepting that they already know the, the vocabulary and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I think the one challenge is um, that whatever you're using, Zoom, everybody uses Zoom, but whatever you're using, that chat, that chat functions a blessing and a curse because it's great to just throw in a note without interrupting sometimes um, that they can see. Uh, but also it can become a peanut gallery sometimes. And then people are like, oh, that reminds me. And that's like, okay, great, great, great. Let's focus back on the scene right now um, and not use the chat. Um, so you got to be a little bit like the chat's there. Use it. Express yourself. We don't need the story about your dog right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, are there techniques or tools that, that are – they can only use because you're online. Uh, for example, yeah, 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 yeah. Go on. Oh, you no, go, go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go, go. I don't want to give you my example. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to step on one of your answers. I want to hear what you have. To I, say. I've been loving the uh, learning more about um, what makes television, and I use television to mean any medium: YouTube, movies whatever any visual technological medium like they spent 80 years learning how to evoke emotions with camera and i think treating our camera uh not as just a connection to the zoom but as a camera mm -hmm. as a television camera as a movie camera and knowing that the angle it's at knowing that the lighting can change knowing that the closeness can change um that height and all those things we have been trained to recognize those things. Just like, like um, Anne Bogart talks on stage about like, like height and distance and stuff on stage. It's true on screen too. So I think using the camera as the audience's viewpoint um, 
gives us a lot of stuff and gives us, we can have jump scares. We can have, you know, fades. We can have reveals. We can, we can hold on things and we can, we can direct the audience's attention to like, Hey, look what this person is doing. They're still there. I'm not saying you can't look at that other thing, but I can draw your attention to this and this face. And I think embracing what's a camera can connect us to our audience as opposed to them sitting and looking at a whole stage and deciding what to see um, gives us emotional ways of expressing ourselves that are fantastic. And I love it. And that we can work in, uh, there's been music on stage forever, but we have, we can play with the volume. We can play with the panning. We can play with those sort of things as well. And, Embrace the medium of film and television. I love this on interview with Stephen Sondheim. And they're like, you've seen a lot of your plays made in the movies. Which is your favorite? And he goes, believe it or not, Sweeney Todd. And they're like, why Sweeney Todd? And he's like, every other play of mine that was made into a movie looks like a play with a camera in front of it. And Sweeney Todd, he took my story and made a movie out of it. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's, make, it, let's make something that is designed for this medium instead of us sitting in front of a camera. Okay. Same question, but with students, like for teaching, like, is there anything like uh, uh, any warmups or any exercises? Like if you have a student who's afraid to play big, uh, do you have him turn his camera off or something along those lines? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I cut you off and answered a different question. No, no, <laughs> but, I, 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 oh, yeah. that's why <laughs> I shut up because I kind of like, well, no, it's a conversation. Go where you want, man. <laughs> I love uh, just a simple thing of, as you said, turning the camera on and off um, gives you a lot more control and being able to keep your microphone on while your camera's off lets you still give feedback to your cast by laughing and stuff like that without being distracting Um, where they really are just looking at their scene partner. I mean, yeah, I can't control what they're seeing outside of their computer screen, but on their computer screen, they're just seeing their scene partner and that's their focus. Um, And maybe they'll have the chat window open, but it's mostly just them. And so you can do things like that. And I think it's something as simple as that, just and using speaker view sometimes instead of gallery view. Oh yeah. is great because then it's like, yeah, you can still see the top, the other person's reaction. But if I'm talking, the camera's like, oh, it focuses on me and I feel it gives importance to what I'm saying. Because like, wow, even the computer knows that I'm talking. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think for level one students, that is kind of a bolster of like, you're, you have value. What you're saying has a value, even if it's a subconscious technological microphone thing. <laughs> That just reminds me. I got my parents uh, the the Facebook device, the portal, and oh, yeah. built in. Yeah. So whoever's talking, it does this slow pan to. So whenever my mom <laughs> starts, like it's usually my mom and my dad standing there, and he likes to, he he likes the whole court. But when she starts talking, it just pans up to her. So whatever she's about to say, it just looks so much more dramatic. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I I know people who again use. They do pans, simple, just, just the hands and stuff, or they'll cut away, and then when they come back, they're farther away from the camera, uh, and they're using the space. 
Um, and I've even done that again with students uh, when I'm like getting into different habits. It's easy once you sit here to play the same character over and over again because you're saying physicality and you're like, so-and-so, um, get as far away from the camera as you, as you feel safe that you can still interact. Um, and they're like, oh, why, why was that so different? Why was I so emotionally unattached as a character? I'm like, because you were talking at a normal volume to somebody who felt very far away from you. Right, and we can control that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think we've really made the rounds on on uh, all the different aspects of uh, virtual and um, the performance and teaching and coaching and collaborating. Um, let's like let's come back to like the main takeaway because that's really where this uh, started, Bill. I, obviously, mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff that we've talked about has uh, had it's ground covered. I don't know if that's the right term, but, um, but, but, but really uh, what's your, what do you want people to take away from uh, like a new mentality or just a um, different way of looking at virtual improv? If, if you don't feel comfortable doing virtual improv, I don't think you should force yourself to like it. I mean, maybe give it a shot, but, I, but don't force yourself to say anything else. But, but if people are invested in that, celebrate them the way you would celebrate any other improv, right? Uh, even if you're not watching it, celebrate them doing it, signal boost them doing it, and and don't respond to every comment of like, oh, well, when are you doing this show? I'm like, never, I'm doing this. It is its own thing now. And right. when we're back on stage, I want those students who are more comfortable here to make shows we never imagined to do shows in three or four years that will melt our brains because nobody said that, oh, just stop doing that now. I hope when theaters come back, they have their Friday night show with an audience and a, a, a different show online for a different audience um, and let both happen. And I hope training programs don't throw this away when they start coming back because there's value in this and we're only beginning to find it. So find teachers who love this and say, teach that class and have this other teacher teach the one in room 106, you know, because I, I think there's, there's, there's cool things that are happening here. Yeah. It's just the beginning. Yeah. Wonderfully said, Bill. Um, and uh, thanks so much for coming on to talk about it. Uh, I, I think that that really is a, a mentality shift that, um, you know, we just need to <laughs> all be mindful of, of uh, overindulging in, in whether you do or don't like something, uh, mm -hmm. you know. It, well, it, it almost reminds me like. of the old, I, I prefer long form. Well, I prefer short form. Like, oh, my gosh. Yes. And, and that's why it's so weird because it's also like, Oh, well, I do real acting in a play. And it's like, improvisers, for 30 years or more, we've been complaining that like other actors say we're lesser and mm -hmm. we're not. What we're creating is beautiful. And we're just starting to see that. And we're just starting to see improv get recognition in the theater world. And then this new form of improv comes up and we're doing the exact same thing. And it's like, nah. Right. This is, this yeah. is, yeah, it's, this is maybe, you know, early Johnstone, you know, committee stuff, but man, that's when the innovation came, right? Because 
because they like, no, I don't care if you don't like it. I'm going to keep doing it. So yeah, let's, let's not treat online improvisers the way that we felt treated for so long. Yeah, absolutely. It's so hard not to, not to like, there's something human nature about it, right? Where where it's just so hard to go through like trials (laughs) and tribulation and, or do something innovative and and be like, I don't care what people think. And uh, you know, like they can give me shit all they want. Like you'll see. And then, and then wherever you wind up getting through and being successful with with where you're at, then turning around and being like these new kids trying to do something new. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah. but what? these it's new like kids, what every we were those new kids. Says about their music. It's like yeah. what every old person says about their music compared to these kids right. today. You don't understand. So you know what? The kids these days who um, who their first improv class um, was in their own living room, uh, they're going to be teaching in a few years, and they're going to be running their own theaters in a few years. And if we get out of their way, they're going to make shows that audiences are going to love and that are going to expose more people to improv um, and reach audiences that in ways we never could. And so let's get out of their way, you know, keep doing what we're doing because it's awesome. Get out of their way. Let them do it too. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Before we let you go, Bill, anything uh, that you want to plug? Level four, uh, level four Phoenix uh, uh, torch. We'll have a level one coming up again soon. We have uh, various other levels. I'm, I don't remember the exact schedule coming up. Uh, Phoenix Improv Festival 21 will be coming up again in a few months. We'll get word out on that. So it'll all be good. And I hope to see folks uh, uh, in the real world. But also I hope to see folks uh, at my own computer soon. Yeah, thanks so much hey. for joining again. Um, and uh, to our audience, remember to go to theimprovnetwork.org. Uh, check out all the great resources there. Scope out the podcast. Um, subscribe. Leave a comment. You know, we uh, appreciate any, any support that you can give on uh, likes and ratings, thumbs ups, whatever you got. Uh, we appreciate it.